Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato for MediaMonarchy.com. The health and well-being of our personnel are our top priority. We've got that story plus foreign agent follies. But first, of course, you're, you're thinking of this place all wrong as if I had the money back in a safe. The money's not here. Silicon Valley bank collapse sparks bank runs as people wait in lines. Another headline, record bank run drained $42 billion of SVB's deposits in hours, leaving it with negative billion dollars. And of course, inside the legal loophole, U.S. regulators used to bail out SVB depositors. So what are we talking about here? Since feels like a lot of people love to look at the trees, James. We generally try and offer a view of the forest instead here on New World Next Week. Prepare for governments to push CBDCs in the wake of the Silicon Valley Bank collapse. We grab this from reclaimthenet.org. Over 100 of the world's governments are planning to push central bank digital currencies, CBDCs. And the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank may have given them the perfect opportunity to introduce this nightmarish surveillance technology. The heightened fear of bank runs and the growing calls for more government controls to prevent another Silicon Valley Bank-style event have created space for governments to swoop in and present CBDCs as the solution to the problem that you're reacting to. Prepare for these talking points to probably become pretty prominent as governments ramp up their efforts to push CBDCs. Talking point number one to watch out for, CBDCs will protect you from social media bank runs within days of this failure, and this all pretty much happened over the weekend. It was described as the first social media-fueled bank run in history, and fears about social media disinfo started to be stoked. During an emergency call with high-ranking federal officials, Senator Space Twin himself, Mark Mark Kelly asked if the officials were reaching out to tech platforms to monitor misinformation and bad actors and inquired about the possibility of censoring social media posts to avoid a bank run. I think it's because Russia bad. We don't want bad foreign actors. Talking point two, CBDCs will provide financial stability. As SVB collapsed, the prospect of widespread financial contagion loomed. And again, have you ever heard the word contagion talked about finances? I think that's a real interesting part of this, James, the language that they're using. Oh, it's just, you know, viruses and COVID and your money. It's all, it's just all, it's gotten, my, my money's gotten sick. Companies said they were left unable to pay staff. Large online platforms delayed payments to sellers. Other companies revealed they held significant portions of their cash at SVB. While the U.S. Gov stepped in to guarantee customer deposits, it appears to have averted much of the wider financial collateral damage, although we don't know because it's going to take time for all this to roll out. Don't worry, Brandon said he's vowed to reduce the risks of this happening again. If you give us more power, we'll totally protect you for the next time. Talking point three, CBDC should be used for customer deposit protection. Many governments have already cited making direct payments to citizens as one of the main cases for CBDCs. If more banks fail, expect more governments to start increasingly focusing on CBDCs as a solution for affected customers. During the last major crisis, no, not Ukraine, the COVID scamdemic, governments leveraged uncertainty and the fear of the virus to push dystopian surveillance technology such as contact tracing, vaccine passports, and of course, digital ID. These things are all intricately connected. Expect them to use the same playbook while pushing CBDCs. Governments likely to use talking points that, of course, tap into people's fear of losing money during times of economic turbulence and use, of course, false promises of safety and stability to lure citizens into the CBD system. Do not be fooled.
Government's already made it clear. They plan to strip users of their financial freedom and privacy, if you think you're going to drive your truck in some weird way in Canada, by imposing CBDC spending limits and controls and, of course, removing pesky anonymity. Reject every shred of this. Put, James, I think a little more bluntly, and actually you are linked up in this article, by Mark Crispin Miller. With big banks going under, CBDCs can't be far behind, and if we don't stop them, lockdown will be total and eternal for all of us. Once the economy's melted down, CBDCs will be proffered as the only way we can get back to normal. A cure that'll be about as catastrophic as those vaccines were. Now, James, is it a coincidence that the same banksters, gangsters, tiny hats and pedas and warmongers that control demolished the, di- the economy in 2008 are the same exact people back here doing it again 15 years later? No, no, it isn't a coincidence. But why stop in 2008? As real conspiracy realists will know, this isn't ni- 2008 Redux. This is 1907 Redux. More on which in a moment. Um, but... Take a deep breath. Uh, James, hold my beer. I'm going to condense a one-hour corporate report podcast down into a five-minute New World Next Week segment. So, uh, ooh, here we go. Um, yeah, on the CBDC note, I will point out the fact that the A3 podcast has just, as I am speaking here, as we're recording this, just a few hours ago, published a podcast on this exact scenario. CBDCs can arrive next month. Are you ready? And he lays out point by point how the bank run contagion can spread in a way that will then be used to proffer that prearranged solution. Uh, it's worth checking out. Uh, I'll include it in the links in the show notes. Um, but okay. All right. I guess the first order question that we have to tackle here is what was SVB? What really was it? And that a- question is answered by Wall Street on Parade, aka Pam and Russ Martins, who says Silicon Valley Bank was a Wall Street IPO pipeline in drag as a federally insured bank. And they have a great article up on this that goes through how this was a Wall Street IPO machine that enriched the investment banks on Wall Street by keeping the IPO pipeline moving. It padded the bank accounts of the venture capital and private equity middlemen, and it minted startup millionaires for ideas that often flamed out after the companies went public. This was an incredibly inherently risky investment bank. The fact that it was... Uh, that it held a federally insured banking charter and was backstopped by U.S. taxpayers is ridiculous. But even more ridiculous, as they go on to point out in that really important article, they found that there was a sort of a secret bailout that was going on of SVB last year through the Federal Home Loan Bank of San Francisco, which pumped $15 billion into SVB um, as of December 31st, 2022. $15 billion should be ringing some bells because that's the exact amount of unrealized losses that the bank reported on on January 19th. But anyway, um, sort of the secret bailout going on, which makes no sense because the Federal Home Loan Bank is supposed to be for promoting mortgages to individuals and loans to promote affordable housing and community development, not for bailing out this Silicon Valley venture capital investment bank, piggy bank, that they were using for uh, tech startups, uh, pharmaceutical startups. Ginkgo Bioworks had a lot of money in there. That's a name that should ring some bells for people. Um, Climate tech startups, uh, a lot of this woke green nonsense that was never going to pan out, but hey, you can ka-ching ka-ching on the, all the way to the Silicon Valley Bank, right? So, but don't worry, guys. 
the investors got out just in time, right? Who, what investors? Oh, like Peter Thiel, of course, as people probably know by now, but also as the broken clock that's right twice a year at the Intercept will tell us, Gavin Newsom. Yes, uh, cheering Silicon Valley Bank bailout. Gavin Newsom doesn't mention he's a client. At least three of the California governor's wine companies are held by SVB, and a bank president sits on the board of his wife's charity. What a beautiful, incestuous little circle that is. Um, so I guess the question is, how did this happen? What really happened to preci- pre- precipitate this? Because, uh, as I say, they reported on January 19th, $15 billion in unrealized losses, which is kind of a big deal um, for a bank. But actually, the next day, the stock price went up 16%. <laughs> Yay! Those, those great, uh, real hard-edged uh, stock analysts decided, hey, that sounds like a winner. Let's bet on that. Um, the, the bank passed its stress tests. Uh, it passed its FDIC examinations. It passed a financial audit by KPMG the week before it went under. Uh, it passed its state regulatory audits. So what, what happened? What really caused this bank run crisis? Oh, as it turns out, prominent venture capitalists advised their tech startups to withdraw money from Silicon Valley Bank, while mega institutions such as JP Morgan Chase and Co. sought to convince some SVB customers to move their funds. So you have this double whammy of people saying, hey, psh, get, get out of this bank. They're, they're going under. And JP Morgan and others going, hey, come over here. And as is now being reported, who are the, the immediate big beneficiaries of this? Well, get it from no less an authority than the Financial Times. Large U.S. banks inundated with new depositors as smaller lenders face turmoil. Yep, all these regional banks are suddenly in stress and people are flocking to JP Morgan, uh, uh, Citigroup. The, the big name banks. Um, absolute, it, it's quite obvious who is qui, qui bono? Well, obviously the big banks um, who apparently seem to have started the, the rumors that started this ball rolling. And that, as I say, should ring bells for 1907 for people who were paying attention to the century of enslavement and remember the big pa- banking panic of 1907, the Knickerbocker Trust going under and all of that, the Trust Investment Bank and the... Uh, who caused that again? Oh, right, J.P. Morgan spreading rumors about his rivals so that he could then coordinate the bailout process to A, be seen as the savior of the banking system and B, consolidate all of his rivals and take control of them. Hey, ka-ching, ka-ching for J.P. Morgan in the Bank of 1907, the Panic of 1907 that led to the Federal Reserve. So will the Panic of 2023 lead to the CBDC of the future? Remains to be seen, but my eight, magic eight ball is all signs are pointing to yes on that one. Um, but it even gets even worse. I mean, okay, one aspect of this, certainly the J.P. Morgan chases and other major banking institutions that benefit from this, uh, not only benefit directly from new customers, but oh, by the way, Jamie Dimon who was just this past week, as even Reuters is reporting, J.P. Morgan must hand over CEO Diamond's records in Jeffrey Epstein lawsuit. Oh, what were you doing with Epstein around 2015 to 2019? You hand over your records. That might have been a big story in the financial banking world if this SVB thing didn't start and then the contagion spread to Credit Suisse, as we're starting to see right now, right? Um, but it gets even worse because, as uh, Sovereign Research points out, if SB- SVB is insolvent, so is everyone else. 
Uh, if SVB failed due to losses in its portfolio of government bonds, because that's where it was trying to park all of its excess cash deposits that it was flush with, uh, but oh my God, the Fed is raising rates. Who could have imagined that? Um, then pretty much every other institution is at risk too. Uh, Wells Fargo, for example, recently reported $50 billion. That's that's a lot larger than the $15 billion that SVB was reporting on January 19th in unrealized losses on its bond for- portfolio. Um, the FDIC estimates unrealized losses among U.S. banks at roughly $650 billion, which is about the same size as the subprime losses in 2008. Uh, but here's the kicker. The FDIC run, runs a special fund called the Deposit Insurance Fund, or the DIF, to insure customer deposits at banks including uh, across the U.S., including SBV, but the DIF's balance right now is only around $128 billion versus that $650 billion of unrealized losses that they're talking about right now. But here's where it gets really crazy. Where does the DIF invest that $128 billion? In U.S. government bonds. The same bonds that because they were tanking because of the rising interest rates caused the SVB crisis in the first place. So don't forget who is the bottom layer of this scam. It's the Fed and what it has been doing. This has been pointed out by a lot of different uh, writers recently. For example, uh, Activist Post has a post up uh, Treasuries Risk-Free or Risk Unlimited. And Reason.com has How the Fed Broke Silicon Valley Bank. So don't forget who caused and engineered this crisis. Yes, the JP Morgans and the Jamie Dimons and others of the world, certainly. But the Fed is the bottom layer of this scam. And it is leading us into the CBDC nightmare. (gasps) But I'll stop and take a breath, James, while you hand the reins back to you. (laughs) Many moons ago, and it was just before the... Bush Obama bankster bailout of 2008. Again, Obama was even, oh, Goldman Sachs. Again, all these same exact players. I believe it was the FDIC and JP Morgan that basically colluded to cause a bank run and collapse on Washington Mutual, the late great bank up in the Pacific Northwest that I, that I was a member of at the time. That's why it kind of kind of stuck with me. James, I, I wonder if Pelosi maybe tipped the folks off that they should probably pull, pull their money out of there. So I was quoting, and of course media mavens would have recognized me quoting it's a wonderful life at the beginning of the episode i will include a link to corporate report episode 170 the coming anastrophe that would be the opposite of catastrophe a little bit of good news injection into this look but as mark crispin miller also notes in that article what have Noam Chomsky and Naomi Klein and Michael Moore, what have, what have they said about CBDCs? Oh, it's crickets. Delicious crickets. Also, Sam Bankman fraud could not be reached for comment. Oh, damn, girl, the Russia noia don't stop. Our second story on this New World Next Week, episode 512, Georgia drops foreign agents law after massive protests. Grabbing this from the Associated Press, Georgia's parliament voted Friday to drop a foreign agent registration bill after the legislation, which opponents warned would be used to stifle dissent and curtail media freedoms, prompted tens of thousands of protesters to swarm the Capitol this week. Oh my God, it was like an insurrection. Lawmakers voted 35 to 1 against the bill during a session that lasted four minutes and featured zero discussion. The vote came less than a day after Georgia's ruling party, Georgian Dream, James, that sounds like some sort of cannabis strain, Georgian Dream said it would withdraw the legislation. The proposed law would have required media and non-governmental organizations, NGOs, that receive more than 20% of their funding from foreign sources to register as agents of foreign influence. 
Critics argued that if enacted, the law could hinder Georgia's aspirations of one day joining NATO and the European Union. Protesters in Tbilisi said the bill was inspired by a similar law in Russia that's been used to silence critics. They rallied outside the parliament building despite being met with, of course, tear gas and water cannons. The bill's authors claimed it was modeled on the U.S. Foreign Agents Registration Act of 1938. The U.S. law enacted 80 years ago to expose Nazi propaganda that their banks funded requires people to disclose when they lobby in the U.S. on behalf of foreign governments or political entities. James, we've talked about 1907, 1938. I feel pretty proud that every episode of New World Next Week is just jam-packed as, a, I think, a historical lesson because I didn't pay as much attention in school, so I have to do this now. Politicians, James, from Georgian Dream, nonetheless, immediately began to back away from the bill. Wednesday evening and Thursday's discussion of the proposal was canceled. Protests continued Thursday night into Friday morning, and those gathered saying they wanted to ensure the bill was abandoned and to secure the release of more than 100 protesters who were arrested earlier. The Georgian Interior Ministry reported Friday that it had freed all 133 people who were detained at mass rallies outside Parliament on Tuesday and Wednesday. It said alleged instances of violence at the demonstrations were still under investigation. One from Barron's, a related, Ukraine denies accusations of meddling in Georgia protests, but former sketch comedian Voldemort wished democratic success to the protesters taking a break from appearing at every American award show. And the one from Mint Press News, good one. Dare call it a coup? CIA front threatens color revolution in Georgia. There's Soros and there is fiery ginger demon. I was like, oh God, there's Samantha Power. You better do what she says. War criminal Samantha Power receives War Criminal Award from War Criminal Kissinger. June 6, 2016, on your morning monarchy, flaming violent protests from the Peace Party. Where, where have I heard that one before, James? Right, yeah. I'm, I don't worry. The, the, the fiery protests were mostly peaceful, I'm sure. Um, yeah, uh, it, ridiculous. Okay, so there's, again, there's a lot of information to go through for, uh, on this story. If people are keeping track of Riley Wagaman, former corporate board guest over at Edward Sla uh, Slav Squat blog, uh, Substack, um, they will know that he has actually been in Tbilisi in Georgia for the past several months. And so he has a front row seat to what's going on there. He is covering it on his Substack right now. I hope people are taking a look at that coverage. And also, I'll, I hope to be talking to him in the near future about this latest shenanigans. But if you uh, want the, the sort of the background, the deep dive, I would suggest people check out that Mint Press News article. It's got a lot of information in there, including the Samantha Power tweet, Georgia's proposed foreign agent laws gravely threaten Georgia's Euro-Atlantic future and the ability of Georgians to fulfill their own economic, social, and other aspirations. I call upon the Georgian parliament to drop these proposed laws, says the president of Georgia, Samantha Power. Oh, no. No, deep state operative Samantha Power, who is backed up by U.S. State Department spokesperson, a.k.a. deep state operative Ned Price, who menacingly warned that this was uh, that this could jeopardize uh, Tbilisi's Euro-Atlantic future, blah, blah, blah. So what is this really about? Yes, it is about the, the ongoing color revolution that uh, has been go on, ongoing and playing out since 2003 in the Rose Revolution, which of course was NED funded and backed and supported 
along with the Open Society Institute and its involvement in the Liberty Institute and training Georgian activists with the Otpour method that they developed earlier on that became the template for the color revolution. And the Rose Revolution was one aspect of that that happened in 2003 and brought that wonderful beacon of democracy, Saakashvili, to power. Oh, wait. Oops. Oh, that tie eater in chief that people might remember didn't quite turn out as the NEDers had hoped. Um, in fact, now he's, well, after desperately trying to rig the 2012 election and failing to do so, he's uh, gone into complete ignominy of recent uh, years and is in confu- being accused of several suspicious deaths of political rivals and other such things. But anyway, so they're still, I think, backing the, the Saakashvili's of Georgia, if not Saakashvili himself, and trying to bring about the ultimate game plan here, which is to make sure Georgia is in the NATO Euro-Atlantic sphere of influence, not that Russian sphere of influence. So that's what is really happening here. This is a proxy war. It is being played out through the deep state. If people need to know the details of the NED and the Open Society Institute and how they operate and what they are and why foreign agent laws like this are important and are being enacted in Russia and China and other places, I will humbly direct people back to my NGOs are the Deep State's Trojan Horses documentary from 2018, where I go through all of that history. Anyway, I think this is a pretty big story and a part of the the sort of the broader geopolitical conflict that's clearly taking place right now on the on the grand chessboard. Hmm. There is so very much going on. Our third and final story, I guess, in some ways seems like a like a, a small part of it in some ways, because this basically concerns people who have made the decision to work for governments around the world. So when you make that decision, you kind of maybe put yourself into certain situations. A lot of these other stories, of course, involve innocent people, which they love to attack. U.S. military testing pulsed energy on animals to recreate mysterious Havana syndrome symptoms. Grabbing this from military.com, the U.S. military has been carrying out experiments on animals in an effort to replicate the symptoms caused by the mysterious Havana syndrome that doesn't exist. Pentagon has been exposing primates to pulsed radio frequency waves to see if it could be the cause of the unexplained ailment that has sickened scores of U.S. government personnel over the past few years. Politico seems to be the one busting out this story. We'll include the link to their original report. This new report comes days after the outlet reported that the Department of Defense was continuing to test weapon systems in an attempt to recreate Havana Syndrome symptoms after an intelligence community dismissed the theory that a foreign adversary or energy weapon was to blame. Radio frequency waves have also been tested on ferrets because they have similar brains as people. These experiments have been taking place at Michigan's Wayne State University, which was awarded a $750,000 grant last September for a program with a description, quote, traumatic brain injury and psychological health research. And then all the kids at the school immediately staged a walkout in protest. I'm just kidding. Their slave funds didn't, didn't tell them to do that. Pentagon funding experiments on animals to recreate Havana Syndrome from Politico.com. Our foremost concern remains providing care to affected individuals since the health and well-being of our personnel are our top priority. I covered this on Monday's morning show. U.S. Intel report says Havana Syndrome not caused by foreign weapon. A 2018 State Department report said the noises U.S. diplomats heard were likely local crickets. The... Sound of the fake left crickets? <laughs> we don't know what it is, but 
we're going to torture animals anyway. So remember, people who abuse animals rarely stop there. James? Yeah, exactly. Like George Bush, like Elon Musk. Who else can we add to that list? Anyway, Mm. yeah, a lot of animal torturers out there go on to be psychopaths. But anyway, uh, hey, here's a great uh, example of that that old technique that is used of we must do it because they're doing it. So we have to figure out how to do it. It's just for defensive purposes, guys. So it's, oh, they're creating bioweapons. So we have to create bioweapons in order to, you know, to know how to defend ourselves from these bioweapons. And oops, oh, that we released one. Or, or uh, how about the CBDCs? Look. China's developing a digital yuan, so we have to develop a digital dollar. They're doing it first. It's the old missile gap idea. Oh my god, the Ruskies are making so many missiles, we have to make more. Or, oh look, there's these pulsed energy weapons are being used against us, so we're going to have to start testing them out and making sure that we have that technology fine-tuned. Right? Again, it's just the way to justify what they want to do for offensive purposes under the guise of defensive purposes. We know how that game works. But actually, I mean, that that raises a couple of important points. One, it is for offensive purposes, but offensive against whom? Yeah, sure, the, the Ruskies, the Commies, the Chicoms, whatever. But also, oh yeah, our own citizens, because you know that this technology is going to be used to intimidate, interrogate, harass, and otherwise subdue any possible dissent at home. That's what this is ultimately about. But then, secondarily, uh, uh, you know, in a way, given that this is an all-out war against the their own citizens. Um, They don't even need the pulsed energy weapons and other exotic technologies. They've got the slow kills acting in so many different ways. So I'll just, just on the broad topic of health, I'll just throw this as uh, an interesting related sideline. Common dry cleaning chemical linked to Parkinson's. Talking about trichloroethylene, which has been used for a hundred years in a number of instances, decaffeinated coffee, degreasing metals, dry cleaning clothes. Um, oh, it turns out it might be related to the 500% increased risk of Parkinson's disease. And oh, Parkinson's is taking off all over the world. I wonder I wonder what's going on. So anyway, uh, we are under slow kill biological attack every day from all of these endocrine disruptors and all these chemicals and things that are being flooded into our environment. And we find out decades, if not centuries later, oops, maybe that was a bad idea. And let's add pulsed energy weapons and whatever exotic technologies they're working on to that list. It is an all-out war on us. James, you remind me of a story I briefly mentioned on this morning's Morning Monarchy. FDA recalls eye drops that may cause blindness. You remember they had to recall Shantrix, the anti, the the quit, the help you quit smoking drug, because it might give you cancer. Like, damn, that's why I quit smoking cigarettes in the first place. They're products that claim to do that they don't even work, even on the face of it. Their crap doesn't work. <sighs> Controlled demolitions of monkeys with directed energy weapons. What a time to be alive, James. You mentioned it earlier, Century of Enslavement. It is in stock, and folks can go pick that up at newworldnextweek.com. Yes, they could go get the documentary and the transcript off your website, or they could have a physical copy that they can make copies of, that they could share with friends, that they could oops, leave at their friend's house that they might watch, donate it to the library, any number of things you can do. We're also going to have to re-up on some of our corporate report shirts and looking for a new source for Media Monarchy ball caps. That and more can be found at NewWorldNextWeek.com. I've been talking to one of my favorite truth music guys that finally reached out to make contact. 
I'm pretty stoked about trying to start to do some truth music releases through Media Monarchy and through the New World Next Week store as well, because I, you know, it's going to take a year to get a record pressed, but we can make CDs and, of course, have digital downloads and maybe some flexi cards as well. I don't know. As many people might have CD drives as have turntables. Uh, also, check out my radio station at Media Monarchy. I stream Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 Mountain Time. James, that is New World Next Week, episode 512. Awesome. Well, very excited about the possibility of a new Truth Music label coming in the future. I will keep my eyes on that. I hope people are keeping their eyes on MediaMonarchy.com. James, thanks for the stories. Let's do it again real soon. Real soon. Thanks so much, buddy. Take care. <laughs>